Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Donkey Donkey Connection, the podcast where David and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. It's episode number 79. We're going to be going over the past few weeks because we have had a bit of an absence. Yes. But... I am fully to blame for that. I've been so concentrating on my marathons, so I unfortunately came back from South Carolina a couple of weeks back and was in no physical or mental shape to record. Yeah, and I've been burnt out myself from a um, majority of things, but... If you cannot tell already, we are back to live recording. We are in person recording again. Yes. So it's going to be a lot fresher, a lot cleaner, and a lot more fun between the him, uh, between David and I because we can finally bullshit to each other face to face. Yeah, and we're not waiting for some lag over a, exactly. a FaceTime or something. Exactly. But we do have a few things that we wanted to talk about, um, and then we are going to get into a quick backlash opinions we're not going to really do a full recap of the show um because i'll admit um i was not fully paying attention to it i was kind of uh doing some other things while i was watching the show um but i did catch quite a bit of it and it was it was a for what backlash has been the last few years it was a good show now wwe is constantly now putting out these really good b shows Yes. With these shows that used to be like you're in your houses when I was growing up, Mm -hmm. that used to only have maybe one good match, maybe a match and a half that were really good. These B shows have become really good staples where maybe there's only one low point in the matches. And we'll get to that low point actually Mm -hmm. pretty much right off of rip because we're going to talk a little bit of blood and guts because we hadn't reviewed that yet. And we're going to talk about a comment that was made by two different wrestling organizations about each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to first off start by paying oh. our respects. Um, sadly, this past, I believe it was Saturday or Friday, um, ECW legend New Jack uh, passed away due to a heart attack. Yeah. Um, it's so sad to see anybody go, especially that young um, and that much of a staple to hardcore wrestling. Yeah, I mean, Paul Heyman gave his... Um, Paul Heyman gave a, uh, sub- uh, a, an a salute to him. Yeah, on Talking Smack, and he talked about how... He wouldn't have put it past New Jack to tell his wife to throw something out there so this way he could see how people would react and then mm-hmm. he would you know, make merchandise off of it because that's just how New Jack was. Because mm-hmm. when ECW was a was a group of gangsters, New Jack was the biggest gangster mm-hmm. out of everybody. Oh yeah, exactly. And uh, He didn't give a shit who you were. He was putting you through a table. He was not just putting you through a table. I mean, just go watch the Dark Side of the Ring documentary about New Jack and some of the things that he did to people inside the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, it was brutal. He was the most hardcore out of what hardcore was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it basically comes a year from Shad Gaspar's that bas- yeah, passing. Yeah, actually, as of us recording this, May 17th, it's been one year since Shad passed away, tragically. Um, it's crazy, um, to see all of these young, I wouldn't say young talents, because they're they're young. They're young people. They're young people, but yeah. wrestling takes a different toll on your body mm-hmm. just like any other professional sport. So somebody who like Shad was in his late forties. He was in his early forties. Early forties, yeah. Okay. Somebody who's been wrestling who's in their early forties, their body's probably closer to somebody who's in their fifties. Mm-hmm. New Jack was in his fifties. Yeah, he was in his late fifties. So he's somebody who's put a lot of toll on his exactly. body. And again, you have to remember, he was a hardcore legend. He was Hard way bleeding yeah. every night. I mean, if, if you yeah, looked at new, if you looked at pictures of him in his forehead, um, the one person I compare 
to New Jack is Matt Tremont. I have a poster of Matt Tremont over my shoulder, and his his for he wears a bandana normally because his forehead is so crunched up from all of his hardcore wrestling. Abdullah the Butcher. Abdullah the Butcher. He's the same. first one that comes to mind even, when it um, comes to those scars. Even Triple H to a point. He has some, yeah, but not n- no, not, not nearly compared. like Butcher. Not and... even compared. And it's like, oh, you look at Ric Flair, his are all along his hairline because he always cut high. Mm-hmm. But New Jack right in the middle of his forehead. Abdullah right in the middle of his forehead. Uh, Tremont, Tremont right, right in the middle of his forehead. Yeah. It, hardcore guys, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, condolences to New Jack's family. Um, condolences to Shad Gaspar's family on the one-year mm-hmm. anniversary. Um, but on to... More light, lightful news. Yeah, um, there's a potential after a release. What was it, five or six months ago of Zelina Vega? Yep. Apparently, she's coming back. Um, I believe so. The reason she was released was due to the unionizationing. Unionizing. Yeah. What would the verb be for that? Unionizing um, of professional wrestling. Yeah, and of, also her um want to keep her twitching, twitching. and patreon and stuff like that yep um but apparently she is or has re-signed with the wwe um and is returning to an in-ring role i don't know if she's going to be an in-ring talent or if she's going to be more of a valet um now that andrade has gone i'd like to see where she ends up landing um is she part of this alistair black storyline or does she find herself as a singles competitor in NXT or Raw or SmackDown. I mean, for me, I I would like to see them do something with what she had before. I know she lost Andrade, but she still has Humberto Carrillo. She mm-hmm. still has um, um, Garza. Angel Garza. I, there's still a lot of that lucha talent that I feel like she could make a good stable with. I mean, she'd be great with Legato. Oh, yeah, 100%. She would be great with Legato. And I don't think they need her as a talker. I don't talker think they need her as a talker, no, because Santos it, Escobar is incredible on the mic. It would just be another great lucha talent. Another puzzle piece to that faction. That could go after the women's title. Yes. In NXT. Um, that's just a thought. But as you know, WWE doesn't like to typically break up couples. And so I think with Black being on SmackDown, yeah. I think she'll end up Landing somewhere in on that SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah. If she did, because I just put this together when you said if she landed with Legato, that would be a great foil to um what is it? Uh hit records. Yeah. Hit row records. Yep. The, um, the, the new, new faction, faction that's just, just started. Yeah. Um and it's been weird, but I've almost seen Legato kind of working tweener lately. They can go on either side of the coin. They can, but they're, they're true heels. They're true heels, yeah. and and so are Hit Row Records. But I could see Legato working as a tweener against Hit Row Records. Yeah, but you need the female presence. Yeah, so you'd need that Zelina Vega presence. Yeah, <clears throat> which would be really interesting. Very, really interesting if she, if that's what they plan on doing with her because she's at the PC. She's not. Yeah, she hasn't been anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, who there was somebody who was spotted. Oh, um, all kinds of pictures on social media yesterday of um the Gypsy King. He was backstage at Backlash. Oh, yeah, okay. Tyson Fury. Yeah. Him and his kid were backstage at Backlash. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if what they're building back towards because we'll get could, to what happened at Backlash. But yeah, could they be building to another big man match with him? Exactly, That which would be very interesting. Um, I'm going to jump down in the list real quick. Um, We've had a, a missing piece to the Raw roster lately in A Missing Fiend. 
and missing Bray Wyatt. Yes. Um, which he has been off TV um, for the reason that he wanted a break. He needed a break, which because of one of his closest friends, John Huber's passing, it's been taking a lot of a toll on him mm-hmm. to continue to play this major presence um, in the WWE. Um, I mean, because the last thing he did was that bitches be wildin' or witches be wildin' thing yeah, that he did. and that was the last thing he and did. And that was the last thing he did, and he just kind of disappeared from there. And per a lot of reports, is that he had taken John Huber's passing very hard. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at a lot of people backstage, and he isn't w- just one person. If you look at uh, Xavier Woods, and you look at Kofi Kingston, and you look at you know Biggie Langston when they do when they were doing a lot of their WWE 24 stuff leading up to different events right mm-hmm. after Huber's passing they had them all over their their yeah. ring attire and they still do and they still do and then the other thing was is I didn't realize it but at WrestleMania um why it did the yeah he did the pose mm-hmm. and we didn't even bring that up and it was like one of those things I went back and I've watched some different matches matches that I've enjoyed and matches that kind of get lambasted and that was one of those matches that just got lambasted for its finish mm-hmm. But like you sit there and you're like, wow, he really like this is this has hit him hard. And he's not the only one who's been missing because Eric um uh Redbeard. Redbeard has been missing as well from yeah, Impact and sh- AEW because he was there for He showed an event, up for that um tribute show. Tribute show to Huber. Um but then, but been, then since he's not been anywhere. Yeah. There's been no talks of him on any kind of independent mm-hmm. scene. He hasn't really done anything on any kind of um, AEW appearance or Impact appearance or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would like to see him back in the E because I always thought he fit very well in the E. But then what's going to end up happening is just you're going to get that over presence of where's the other half of the Bludgeon Brothers. Exactly. Where's the other half of the Wyatt family? Exactly. Is. So I'm just very curious as to let them take their breaks, respect their breaks, mm-hmm. let them do their thing. And um, then when they come back, when they come back. Let's let's get the fiend back, doing what the fiend. They're was gonna doing. they're gonna return the fiend in some storyline somewhere, um, because as a massive surprise, a massive return. They're not gonna they're not gonna what's the word quote unquote tease the fiend's return. Yeah, he's just gonna show up. Yeah, like what they're doing with um Eva Marie right now. Yeah, which. You want to talk about getting heat and not even being at the in the ring right now? People are killing WWE for bringing her back after getting rid of um, um, uh, Mickey James, Mickey James, and getting rid of the Iconics. Yes, the, the, uh, because it's as well as that. There's another person that when she returned, she continuously put on um, show after show after show after promo after promo after promo after promo after promo, and it built so much heat, and that was Emelina. Yes, but then they didn't do anything with Emily. Exactly. She came out and said, nope, I'm just Emma, and left for months. Yeah. And showed up on NXT. Yeah. But this, I agree with. I don't agree with the Heat. It's never anybody's fault. The WWE re-signed um, Eva Marie. Eva Marie. She's getting work. Good for her. But for them to bring her back and cut three amazing talents that have been doing great work... It's kind of devil's ad, not devil's advocate. It's um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's two faced. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit two faced. I mean, you had three talents who I think you could have done a lot with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey James had been with the E for a very long time, and maybe she was coming to the end. And to be honest, 
Eva Marie never really had that first chance when she was with the E. Mm-hmm. She didn't really, it, nothing really seemed to click in ring, persona, whatever it may have been. Like McIntyre, she went on the independence. Mm-hmm. She reinvented herself. She got better in the ring. She got better as a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. And now she's back a second time around. Mm-hmm. Could this be a second coming of McIntyre? Personally, I don't think so. I don't know if she's ever, I don't think she, she's going to have that in ring ability that a Mickey James had. Mickey James was phenomenal in the ring. Yeah. You know, um she was pretty much like one of those last of that old crowd. I mean, we we have two of them still remaining in Tamina and and Natalia. Natalia. We're going to talk about them shortly, but I mean, I, all the best to even Marie. I just hope they don't drag this out. Mm-hmm. Just get her on TV just already. Debut her. Exactly. Just get her on TV. Just like what they did with um John Morrison's wife. They got her on TV real quick. Mm-hmm couple of vignettes. She was on TV in two weeks. She has her first match tonight. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very interesting. Tomorrow night. Today's, oh, tomorrow night. To right. Today's, Today's Monday. Monday. Wow. Sorry. We're so used to recording on Tuesdays. It's yeah, weird. It is. Um, And then we're going to move on to a injury. um, A massive one, actually. At Blood and Guts, uh, during the last spot of the match, which ended the match, uh, when MJF kicked, punted, pushed... Jericho off the top of the cages and pushed him through the stage. He legitimately hurt his arm. Yeah, he's out like, was it like, uh, the same three to four months or something like that? Yeah, something crazy. I mean, it's a good way to kind of write him off TV so he can get in a tour with uh, Fozzie. Yeah, and he's going to perform with a broken arm. I mean, Corey Taylor performed with a broken neck. Well, that's Corey Taylor. Okay, and Chris Jericho is a professional wrestler. Fair. (laughs) Valid enough. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I wanted to talk about, well, we wanted to talk about Blood and Guts mm-hmm. um, and how much hatred um, they've been getting um, for setting it, wrestling, setting back, wrestling 30 years. back 30 years based on the amount of bleeding and high spots and all that. I'm like, have you watched any of WWE's television in a while? This bed- we, we had bunnies at WrestleMania. Not like Bad Bunny, because he did really, really well. Yeah. But like bunnies. And then we had Damian Priest. Damian Priest, of all people, throwing tomatoes at Elias and Jackson Riker. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, skipping over to Backlash, we had freaking zombies. But they've done zombies. Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes had zombies at a Halloween in, Havoc. In a, at Halloween, okay, at Halloween Havoc. Okay, and this, this past, is the middle of May. This Dave. past event was just was sponsored by Army of the Dead, starring Dave Batista. Okay, okay. So now Damian Priest leads a zombie horde. If he doesn't show up on Raw tonight without a zombie horde, I'm gonna riot. Okay, because he now needs to be the leader of the zombies. All right. So here's the way I look at it. Right. You have to please one guy in WWE, and it's Vince McMahon, okay? And they got the sponsorship money. And Zombies gets his rocks off? Well, they got the sponsorship money from Army of the Dead. So guess what? If Army of the Dead wants to put zombies, zombies in, their show. in their show, in their B show, okay, they're going to do it. Bad Bunny wants rabbits hopping down to the ring? No, that was Ms. Morrison that wanted bunnies. Whatever. It got Bad Bunny over, did it not? That didn't get Bad Bunny over. His Bad Bunny's performance got Bad Bunny okay. over. But the way I'm looking at it is neither one of these things has set wrestling back at all. No. Because they're placating to different crowds. Okay? Exactly. Like AEW is really doing a great job of going after that 
die-hard wrestling Blood fan. and Guts had, I think, the highest rated 18 to 24 viewership on a Wednesday night ever. Yeah. They grossed like 40-something percent of that market. Yeah, it's crazy, but they're hitting the people they want to hit. And it's one of these things where very similar to NXT's War Games, Mm -hmm. there are people who enjoy those matches. Now, War Games, obviously, WWE doesn't blade. They don't Mm -hmm. do direct headshots with chairs. They don't take these crazy, you know, bumps and blood, you know, induced matches is the best way to put it, right? But that's not saying that they haven't taken some crazy-ass risks. Pat McAfee jumping off the cage doing a moonsault. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, two years ago, uh, was it was was it a widow's bell off the top? Yeah. Io Shirai jumped off the top of the cage with, with a, a trash can on top of her. Yeah. So there's different ways to show extreme. Okay. Remember, ECW was showing extreme many, many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. At the same time. WWE was in the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Two different ways to show extreme. Exactly. Both of them work very well. Both of them are very enjoyable. To me, I'm a little bit more of a fan of the War Games match mm-hmm. than I was of Blood and Guts. Yeah. And to me, it's mainly to do with I don't need people blading. I yeah. don't need that. If you want to bleed the hard way, bleed the hard way. Brock Lesnar busted Busted Randy Orton mm-hmm. wide open the hard way. Sure, he concussed Randy Orton, and Randy Orton had to miss a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. He busted open John Cena the hard way. Mm-hmm. If someone's willing to go the hard way, let him go the hard way. Yeah, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch went the hard way, accidentally, but yeah. went the hard way. Cesaro just got busted open in this last match mm-hmm. last night. The hard way. There's no blading involved. Mm-hmm. WWE has gotten out of that. You know what I mean? And I know the the ongoing joke is they got out of the leg slap thing and people are still doing it. But, I mean, eventually, you know, that's just one of those things where WWE is going to get away from that again. They're going to get more and more away from the leg slap and they're going to echo in the sound as they've been yeah. doing with filtering and crowd noise and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, but that's... That's just my take. Yeah. Everybody has their own take on it. I didn't mind the blood, but it's not something I need, and that's why I prefer the war games versus blood and guts. Yeah, where war games is is brutal and high spotty, but it's not cliche. It's not over the top. It's it's still classy. Yeah, it has. It, yes, correct. It has this. It has this draw that can pull in. It has this genuineness to it. Yeah. You don't have to be covered in blood just to attract the audience. Yeah. If you're putting on a great match, that should be all you need to do. Yeah. They just wanted to exclamation point it because it's called blood and guts. Now, I do understand the need for it because of how much hatred was between these two factions. Yes. Okay? Because we didn't need like a Randy Orton versus Triple H match where Randy Orton couldn't a Triple H couldn't use a sledgehammer against Randy Orton after Randy Orton had punt kicked his wife and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like that match should have been basically like a, a blood feud match. I'm not saying it should have been a first blood. Yeah. You could have done something like that. That's where WWE misses the boat sometimes. But that's also where I think this match may have went a little too much. A little over the top. But still a good match. Mm-hmm. Still a very good match. Yeah, and no. quick recovery to Jericho because he's amazing. <clears throat> I mean, he... He may go down as the greatest sports entertainer ever, but yeah, <clears throat> he's amazing. I just quick recovery to him. Yeah, 
And moving on to a few title changes that we have missed over the past few weeks. Quite a few. <laughs> um, one I know you really want to talk about, and it was the destruction of Darby Allen. Oh my god. That is how Miro should be booked. Yeah. Period. That is how they booked Miro his first run in WWE. Yeah, when he was undefeated when he was undefeatable. He was came undefeated. in out on a tank. Yeah. US champ. Yes. But lost to Cena. At Mania. At Mania. Yeah. Which killed the killed him at killed that point. Killed the character, yeah. You know what and I mean? then and then he got back over years later with Rusev Day as a comedy character. Yes. But <clears throat> his absolute destruction of Darby Allen was what you needed to see from Miro. Mm-hmm. You needed to see him finally snap. Mm-hmm. And it was good to see that. Yeah. It was good to see him just come out there. And Allen got nothing in. Yeah. With with Darby Allen's reign as TNT champ, he was putting on great matches with a lot of guys. Yes. Now, with Miro as TNT champ, he needs to just be a brutal... He needs to be the Bulgarian brute he again. Needs to, he needs to lock people in to that accolade the way he locked in Allen and end matches in mm-hmm. 60 seconds, 90 seconds. They yeah. just need to be fast matches. Like He needs to do what he did to Allen, which is attack the guy pre-match, mm-hmm. completely dispose like of any opportunity of this guy being able to function in a match, and then just routinely just proceed to kick the living shit out of that person mm-hmm. until he locks in the accolade and calls it a day, or whatever yeah. he's calling it now. I don't know if it's called the accolade. I don't right know now, what it's but, called either right now. But yeah. Uh, and we had three tag title changes. All female. No. Two female, one male. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Impact one as well. Well, yes. There was the Impact Tag Championships that which, uh, that would changed hands. Um, Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering were defeated by Fire and Flava. Yep. Um, at this last <clears throat> pay-per-view. It wasn't Rebellion. It was the one after that. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but they went and won the uh, tag titles. Yep. Um, Apparently, another thing about Impact I just want to mention, apparently Kenny Omega is set to defend those belts against Moose at an upcoming uh, match because Moose took offense that an outsider came in and won the titles in his company. Okay. Because he was the one that defended the TNA title. And lost. And lost to Rich Swan, who was the Impact champion yep. when it combined. Yeah. Now that Rich Swan is out of the picture... He wants his chance at Kenny Omega. He wants to take his titles back for his company. Okay. Because he doesn't like an outsider uh, being champion. We'll see how that goes. Yep. But the way. I love it. I love the way. Let him keep collecting <clears throat> titles. Yeah. So Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell have defeated Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon um, in a street fight. A very, very good street fight at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to win the women's NXT tag titles. On the same night where poor Austin Theory got absolutely murdered. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> For a lack of a better term, he's dead. Papa John couldn't protect him. Yeah, Papa John couldn't uh, help him. Nope. And we also got a really cool face-to-face between a lot of guys. So this is going to make a really interesting top contender. In we had The top of the division. Yeah, we looks- had Pete Dunne. Um, we had Finn Balor, we had Kyle O'Reilly, and there was one more, right? Or was it just those three? It was those three and Karrion Cross. And Karrion Cross, that's right. Um, and I love what Balor said at the end of the ma- end of the night, saying, "I don't wait in lines." 
Yeah. I want my rematch. And he's getting his rematch. Yes. Not this week, but next week. I, I know, because this week there's a few good matches with uh, uh, another title match between the Colossal Bronson Reed in and a, sti- in a um, steel cage. With John Gargano. Gargano. That's going to be a lot of fun. I, mm, now that the way are tag champs. They got to keep the belt on They got to keep the belt on Gargano. To make him that much more pain in the ass. Yeah. But I would love to see Reed with the title. So would I, but I... I I want to I want to keep Gargano with the belt just because the other two now have the titles, and yeah, exactly. again, like you said, it was a great street fight. It was and a then great Austin match. Theory wins the NXT Championship, becomes the leader of the way. <laughs> no, or Theory wins the cruiserweight title. He's too big for two hundred five. I think he's booked at like two hundred one. No, he's too big. He's way too big. You don't even have to look it up. Don't. It, I, I'm he, curious. He's too big. I'm curious. All right. Well, the next title I'll get into as far as changing hands. I mean, I, I said it at Mania that it's 220. It, Damn. <laughs> I knew it. Um, I said it should have happened at Mania. It yeah. took until a couple of weeks after, right before Backlash. Mm-hmm. But Tamina and Natalia are your new women's tag team champions. Yep. yep. Which is awesome. Yeah. Which and- is awesome because <laughs> the reason why she's get, they're getting this push, I guess, is because of the reaction the crowd had for Tamina mm-hmm. at Mania yeah. both nights. Not just the first night, but the second night when the crowd was really getting behind her. Yeah. And that's why they continued this push with her. I was never a huge fan of Tamina. Like, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of her, but it's like I would always, for, she'd get lost in the shuffle for that's, me. That's a problem with her. She always got lost in the shuffle. Like, But she is such a phenomenal talent. And to be teamed up with another bloodline wrestler in Natalia yeah. and have these two families represented in a tag team. I like how you use the word bloodline. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, we'll get to that because that's something we'll talk about in uh, Backlash, a return that we had in the last couple of weeks. Because the thing with me is Tamino always seemed to get lost within that entire Fatu Samoan mm-hmm. dynasty thing. She's part of it. And when she first came up, I believe she was with the Usos for yeah, a little bit. that was when they debuted. They debuted against the Hearts. Yes, so she attacks Natalia her first night. So look at come full circle. Raw. But my thing is, is like she always seemed to f- fall back a little bit mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, this title run mm-hmm. could do very big things for th- for that fact for that those two. Mm-hmm. And I believe whoever they lose the titles to, it's going to be a huge rub. Yeah, whoever they lose the title. Oh, to. without a doubt, should be the Riot Squad. That's my personal opinion. But yeah, I I, I, I agree. Um, because they're the one true tag team who hasn't really held the titles yet. Yeah, because there's not a ton of real tag teams. Because you just released one of them. Okay, we want to go back to the iconics. I know how much you miss them. Iconic. Um, but yeah, now moving on to the last title change uh, that we're going to mention, which was also. The only title change from Backlash last night. Yep. History has been made the first ever father and stepson ta- uh, tag team champions. You mean father and son? No, stepson, Eddie Guerrero. Okay. All right. Yeah, because he did the frog splash. <laughs> exactly. The match. You're right. You're right. Exactly. Anyway, first ever father and son tag team. The Mysterios have dethroned the Dirty Dogs. Um. Again, too late. It should have happened at WrestleMania weekend, in my opinion. In front of a crowd. In front of a crowd. Yeah, yeah. it should have been in like a pre-show. It should have. But they didn't do it. Um, They didn't pull the trigger. Maybe 
Dominic was dealing with something because I mean they did the whole injury angle to begin this match. Yeah. Um, Ray had to go out there and kind of do it solo until Dominic was able to come down there. He hobbled down, whatever, yeah. and he uh, he ended up hitting the big splash to end the mm-hmm. match and stuff like that. Um, I'm happy Ray gets a another tag team run under yeah. him. I'm happy he gets to do it with his son. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows them to still protect Dominic a little bit from yeah. having to do all the in ring work, and it, I think it really gives a little bit more longevity to. Ray, because he is getting towards the twilight years of his career. Yeah. So, awesome, awesome match. I think this is his last run as a professional wrestler. I don't think he'll wrestle anywhere else. No, he's never going to wrestle anywhere else. I don't know if it's the last run. I think he may get one more run. It may not be until next year, but I wouldn't mind seeing him going after the Tribal Chief. Yeah, I agree. I'm seeing his last, his last stint in WWE. I'm not saying his last title run. I'm saying his last stint. Yeah, his last stint is... Once his contract's up, he's done. He'll retire. No, I think they'll keep extending him because I think they want to keep him around. Same same reason why they keep around other other people. I mean, until he can't go anymore. Oh yeah, once he once physically he, can't do it, yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna leave to then go to MLW or Triple R or something like that. Yeah, exactly. When he retires with the E, he's retiring with the E. Mm-hmm. Correct. And now on to Backlash. So, as we said earlier, uh, Backlash was one of these B shows that synonymously has a bad reputation that performed above my expectation. Is the long and the short of what, the way I'm trying to say this. Yeah, it performed very admirably from um, from the pre-show when you had Sheamus and Ricochet yeah. all the way to the main event with um, Cesaro and Reigns. Cesaro and Reigns. Um, obviously, there was a little bit of a low point and people are going to point towards the Lumberjack match and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but... If you the just, zombie jack match, yeah. But if you just take the match for its context, that was a good match between mm-hmm. Priest and Miz. Yeah. Um, every match was good. Like mm-hmm. every match was good. You had you had what you wanted out of the women's triple threat match to open the night. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get the whole Rhea Ripley thing where she's kind of like, nah, 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 nah. I, I don't get that. Uh, yeah, kind of childish. It's very childish. It's not this this badass bitch that she's supposed to be. Yeah. She's supposed to be the nightmare. Yeah. Um I I mean, Dave Batista did call it out why are they why are they jobbing out Oscar? Why Oscar had to take that pinfall but clearly it's because, because they're, they're protecting Charlotte. Charlotte and they're building Charlotte versus Rhea, Rhea. probably so at way, SummerSlam. So this way Rhea can get her win back. Win back. Yeah. I get that. Um then you had the, then the Dirty Dogs match was next, mm-hmm. which was really good. Then you get to, obviously, the Zombie Jack match. But then the back half of this pay-per-view, man, was just bang, bang, bang. It was so good. Mm-hmm. was so good. I couldn't believe that the matches went by as smooth and as fast as they did. Exactly. I was like, wow, that Bianca Belair match and Bailey match was really good. Wow. Three big slabs of beef just smashing each other around the entire Thunderdome was really good. Yeah, and the fact that um, Strowman ate a Michinoku driver. Dude, the fact that he gave a Michinoku driver to that 365-pound mass. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Did you Strowman doing a Suicina off the, doing a somersault off of the apron? Mm-hmm. Did you see how close his head came to the ground? Yeah. Yeah. Insane. How about when McIntyre goes to do a claymore on the outside 
and Strowman catches him in midair, catches him, and converts it right into a power bomb through the table. Yeah, so so what's that term we like to use when we talk about Hanson 305 Live? That's yeah. legit what we had. Yeah, like Strowman was really showing like a completely different offensive because, moveset. Yeah, because Strowman has been seen lately as this hulking, Choo-choo. exactly, hulking behemoth not being, he's not been 2017 Braun when he was the monster, but last night showed a little bit of that monster. I mean, actually, if you go back to Mania, when he ripped, yeah, the, when cage he ripped the cage, yeah, that's where he kind of became. He started to get taken seriously again, yeah. Because and he was he was being called stupid, and yeah, yeah. they were doing all these dumb things with him. They were making him chase, going around with the choo choo train and whatever. Yeah, but I mean, if you go back and you kind of, I know Raw hasn't really been great. But if you kind of go back and you just look at the progression of Strowman's character mm-hmm. through these last couple of weeks at Raw, last week's Raw where he basically came down and killed both those guys, mm-hmm. put Lashley through the barrier, power slammed both of them in the ring after MVP tried to do a deal with him. So this way, like, you could see at the beginning of this match that McIntyre and the Almighty had to work together mm-hmm. to take on mm-hmm. Braun because yeah. neither one of them was going to take him down by oh, themselves. Yeah. yeah. Because Braun was dominating a lot of this match. This was a great showcase once again for Braun Strowman. The last time I can remember him having this type of showcase in a triple threat match was him versus Lesnar versus Kane when Lesnar had to tell him to slow the hell down because he was going too quickly. I remember that. And they had to get really stiff with each other because... um. Braun hit him, and that's when Lesnar told him to slow the fuck down. Yeah. And then he gave him his uh, receipt, mm-hmm. and that's what slowed Strowman down with yeah. the fact that he got a receipt from from a Lesnar. guy who could legitimately knock him out if he wanted exactly. to. But Strowman looked phenomenal. And then we get to the main event. First yeah. of all... Technical masterpiece. Technical masterpiece. No interference. No. Jay did not come down at all throughout the entirety of the match to protect. So this was essentially the first time Roman Reigns has defended his title by himself mm-hmm. with the assistance of no one. Yes, technically there has been assistance. Roman hasn't been fighting matches every week. Cesaro has been out every SmackDown mm-hmm. fighting a match against somebody, whether it be Rollins, whether it be Jimmy, whether it be Jay, whether it be Rollins, Jimmy, Jay... And Roman, he's got to fight off at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. He's been fighting every week, so he's got the wear and tear. But this was a true showcase, not just of Cesaro, but once again, how dangerous Roman Reigns is as the Universal Champion. We're sticking by our... He's holding that title for a very <laughs> long time. There is nobody who should justifiably take that title that, currently on this roster. That is on this roster... Or Raw's roster, nobody. There isn't. There really isn't. And do you want to know what Roman Reigns should do at Survivor Series? He should destroy Bobby Lashley. Yeah. If Bobby Lashley's the champion, if Drew McIntyre's the champion, he should destroy Drew McIntyre. Like that. That 
he should be the guy who walks out of Survivor Series with his hand held high mm-hmm. because he is the tribal chief. He is the face of Fox. He is the face of the WWE. Mm-hmm. He is the one holding the most he important should, title. She should walk into that title versus title match and then also walk into the five-on-five match as the as the leader of Team SmackDown and be the only one necessary to take out the rest of the team. Yeah, they SmackDown wins five nothing, but no one else participates in the match. It's just Roman Reigns. Well, no, I think you should have other participations. But as a, as like let's say someone's getting close to a pinfall, Roman gets himself tagged in, locks in the guillotine, and then knocks tag, that person out. Gets that person out, and then tags somebody else in to come and just do some more dirty work until he tags himself back. Exactly, in and just he just collects he just collects a body count mm-hmm. every time, every match. Just keep collecting. Yeah. But, I don't know your thoughts. I mean, I shared my thoughts. Your thoughts are backlash. Um, again, as I said, it was a pay per view that what I expected one thing, and we got something a hundred percent better than what I originally expected. Um, the fact that we got in as we were talking about it, three slabs of beef putting on one of the best matches of the night. When everyone thought, okay, it's it's going to be another big man match. It's going to be slow, lumbering, and all that. But that match didn't fucking stop. It just kept going and going and going and going and going. Choo-choo. Exactly. <laughs> we got the LED board spot where Lashley got sent through the LED board. Um, again, the Michinoku driver. The, the table. Pow- the, tower, uh, the table powerbomb. The entire show shocked me. It was... I went into it not interested whatsoever. I was like, okay, it's Backlash. It's the pay-per-view after Mania. It's just going to be a lot of the same stuff we saw from Mania just tweaked. No, every single match brought something new to the table that I didn't see coming. Felt fresh. Exactly. They all felt fresh from... Again, let's, again, start. Ricochet and Sheamus on the pre-show mm-hmm. felt fresh. We haven't seen Ricochet in a while. Yes, he put on, apparently, match of the year with Ali on main on event. main event. Okay? Apparently, everyone has to go out and watch it. I haven't watched it yet, but apparently, it's like match of the year. Um, Then you, then you get that triple threat, that women's triple threat. The, my biggest issue with Backlash... And this has nothing to do with the pay-per-view. It was the build to the pay-per-view. SmackDown's build was really good coming into it. Raw's was mediocre. It was mediocre. And it was like like the way Charlotte kind of got thrown into the match and stuff like that. But then you get the match with these three women and it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like just let, let these three let, – let the wrestling – Tell the story of how you get to the matches. Don't do stupid promos and don't do the same five people on your shows every week. Like it, that's what drives me nuts about Raw, is you don't see anybody different. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania happened the day after WrestleMania. We saw the Viking Raiders. Mm-hmm. Where the hell Where have, have they been? been? They were on the night after Mania, and that was it. Where have they been? Like seriously, neither of them got hurt. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's like. Like oh you you didn't pop the it's not like you popped the crowd like seriously there was no crowd to pop so where have they been quit using the same five talents okay quit throwing Riker and Elias down our throat in comedy sketches okay when you have 
this amazing tag team that's sitting in the back doing nothing. Yeah. Who, one of them just returned from an injury that had him out of action for over a year. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love RK Bro, but did they really need to be put together? No. Well, I, I know more Orton's, of it. Orton's I know, hurt. Orton's hurt, and it was to keep Orton on TV, but... The I, way the way it should have been done is, I don't know when he got hurt. I don't know if it was with that first match with Riddle. It was, the first match it with was Riddle. that first match with Riddle? Yeah. Because I was going to say, if it was going into Mania, you have perfect perfect out. Yeah. Well, I know we're going back to Mania five weeks ago, but it was his perfect out. Have The Fiend win that match, let Orton take some time. Yeah, but then, He wasn't hurt yet. No, but the thing was also, Wyatt was asking for that time. Yeah. That's what changed the match. So... I mean, exactly. It, it it's it's a catch twenty two, which sucks. Yeah. But hopefully, with with how much positivity this pay per view just garnered, mm-hmm. and how much positivity, you know, blood and guts garnered, you know, we're gonna start seeing a really cool stream of consecutive events happening here. Yeah. I, I just want to see Raw. Do something different with some different people in the coming mm-hmm. weeks. Because there and is something, so much talent that they don't utilize. Something interesting. Going into Raw tonight, there was one thing that I wanted to mention tonight um, that was advertised. Alexa Bliss is having Tamina and Natalia on her playground, playground tonight. That also means that we will probably get an appearance of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax calling out Tamina and Natalia saying they want the rematch. Which can also spark something that happened last week where Alexa Bliss was casting witchcraft on Shayna Baszler during that match. match. Yeah. So that could continue to build to a single storyline for Shayna and Alexa, which I would find super interesting. Yeah, just because of the way that Alexa can contort her body. Like how she can dislocate her elbow and yeah. stuff like that. So where Shayna uses a lot of her holds holds and all that, where Alexa can legitimately snake out of them because yes. she has all these double-jointed joints. Yes. I really want to see something come out of these two. I, wanna, I, I just want to see something different. Exactly, something give me, new. Give me something new. Normally, okay. normally WrestleMania is where, match, where new storylines build. Nothing built. Let's make this our reset. Yeah. Hit the reset button. Let's build to new shit. Yeah. That's give, what we want. Give us some new stuff because you're not getting you're not getting a money in the bank pay-per-view next. No. You're getting hell in a cell. We're getting hell in a cell, exactly. Okay? So you, you've got five or six weeks to build at least two hell in a cell matches. You got hell in a cell to then get to money in the bank. Yeah. Which so, is your first live pay-per-view mm-hmm. to then get to SummerSlam. Yeah. These next three pay-per-views are going to, I should blow the doors off of anything else that's going on in wrestling right now. They yeah. really should if they're done properly. properly. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have all the faith in the world in Paul Heyman and SmackDown. Raw needs to show me something, and it needs to start tonight. Mm-hmm. Like you said, with Alexa Bliss's playground, with. We need to build something new in the men's title picture. Something new with the men's exactly. Get somebody fresh in the title picture over there. Give us give us AJ and almost coming out and cutting a promo and give us the Viking Raiders. Well, I'll even take RK Bro versus them too. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but just oh, I love them to death. They're probably one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Just don't give us the new day. No, I don't want to see the new day with the belts anymore. I really don't. I don't. 
If anything, I'd love to see a Xavier Woods solo run. Yeah, give us a singles run in that U.S. title picture. Yeah. Him and Sheamus have beef. Great chemistry. They have great chemistry, and they have previous matchups when it was Thebar versus New Day. Exactly. Give us something different. You know what I mean? You know, just, just do something different. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Change it up a little bit. So, and I know we just complained about breaking up tag teams when we're talking about breaking up another tag team. I'm not saying break them up. But just give... Give, Give Xavier Wood, Woods a chance. Woods hasn't had a singles run since he was in NXT. Yeah. Back it, before the New Day. Yeah. So g- g- give us something different. Yeah. But, alas, that does wrap up this episode of the Doink and Doink Connection. If you guys did enjoy and you want to share, subscribe, and comment, we are available on Spotify, iTunes, and all your favorite streaming platforms. If you guys have any questions, comments, and concerns, you can hit us up on our social medias at Double Doink Network or at DJ Ald or Dale Off and Doink 508 underscores in between and of course this has been a double doink network production i have been josh i have been dave and we've got two words for you doinks out doinks out